Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by going to RadioTFI.com. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Well, good morning, everybody. And thank you once again for that stage advice. Dear Professor Medley, thank you and hello to Gerald. And uh, welcome aboard to everybody here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI, the Mothership Show. I don't know what the hell he's doing in there, but I'll, I'll try to ignore it here. So, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm uh, John Shannon, I think. <laughs> and from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, where the sun is shining and gleaming brightly, and he says I'm fantasizing right now. <laughs> but but anyway, it is the one, the only, Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've had a wonderful, productive week. We're uh, we're happy to be back here behind the old microphone and uh, see what we can do today. Let's see what kind of damage young Mr. Shannon has guided you gracefully through the week coming on and uh, preparing you for events yet to occur and uh, happily discussing things that had occurred. Uh, we're going to talk a little later about uh, his guest during the week, which I listened to. I found a very fascinating interview. And uh, and Mr. Shannon, how are you this morning, sir? I, I'm just fine. And, and uh, I'm, I'm a little confused there. Affen piped in here uh, this morning. He says, good evening, guys. Looking forward to an entertaining and enjoyable show. So I'm curious as to what show he's actually yeah. watching. Yeah, what uh, <laughs> what are you tuned into? <laughs> by, the, but, uh, by, by the way, John, before you go on, kids and kittens, boys and girls, uh, just so you know, your old Uncle Ed here, uh, with the exception of the stock report, is completely and totally unprepared this week. Uh, because of the hours I worked, I had no time to prepare anything this week. So I'm just basically going to be following along the breadcrumbs that young Mr. Shannon drops down. Except, of course, for when we get the football picks. That I got done. Uh, let's uh, let's see what, like old Eddie Murphy said there in, in uh, the movie 48 Hours. Let's see what we can sleep <laughs> with next. <laughs> so here we are. 
here we are at Saturday. Uh, let's say we, we get the stock ticker done and finished and out of the way. And uh, I didn't even give the date of the show today. That's that. Boy, oh, that's yeah. Pathetic. Yeah, finish up. Go ahead. Do, do yeah, and I, wouldn't, and I wouldn't have if it wasn't for the fact that you mentioned it's uh, Saturday. So let me complete the sentence here. It's uh, uh, Saturday, October 24th. What the hell you said? Somebody in the year of our Lord. Wow. How did that happen? Next week is Halloween. Next week. Oh, are we doing a show on Halloween? Apparently we are. Oh, dawned. that sounds spooky. It just dawned on me. <laughs> oh, uh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we have enough goose and goblins in the in the in the uh in the in the studio here as it is that well, I've got Michael Myers staring at me through a window. So, uh... All right, you ready for the stock report? Let me get this. Uh... So let's get this, get it on here. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Radio TFI Stock Ticker. Brought to you by absolutely no one. We're looking for a corporate sponsor. This week, Uber closed at $36.75, up $3.03. And Lyft closed at $26.02, up a rousing $0.49. Cents. So this roller coaster ride continues. And that is the Radio TFI Stock Market Report. I wonder how many people who uh, invested and just invested... A little bit, you know, put a couple of shekels in there, you know, maybe a hundred bucks or something like that. Uh-huh. We're, we're kind of surprised that, that these stocks didn't just take off like a house of fire, you know? As opposed, as opposed to falling right off a cliff. Well, God, could you imagine investing? Even, even what, what the initial, what the, what the, uh, what the stocks initially opened. Yeah, the I thank you. You're welcome. And these people are still trying to recoup their money from from that. Can you imagine, you know, putting, you know, four or five thousand dollars into something like that? You know, probably put your damn life savings in it because you thought that Uber and Lyft were the next best thing to sliced bread. I'm wrestling my sweatshirt. Excuse me. Uh, Good thing I'm not watching you. Well, yeah, (laughs) I mean, a lot of folks. Keep in mind, a lot of folks still buy into the innovation thing. You know, every time they they put that line of crap out there. Oh, it's innovative. It's safer. It's this. Remember, Uber got slapped down by the courts for claiming to be safer than taxis. You can't prove that. And yet they went out and said it for... At the very beginning. They just blatantly said that. So, I mean... Yeah, people threw money at that. Remember, you got big time venture capitalists through hundreds of millions of dollars at that company that they'll never see again. Well, they've tried to do innovate. You know, they've tried with this whole with the uh, self driving cars and that flopped like Bologna. a crappie. And baloney. That was never going to work. They knew it was never going to work. And where here's what I don't get. What was the upside ever going to be for them? First off, it was going to take decades for that to come into play as a reality. And we've talked about that at length. I mean, you've got to have, there's so much infrastructure that has to be created. And 
self-driving cars are, are not going to work until every car is is in that situation and anyway uh but even let's say they magically magically five years down you know right now they had a a a, a whole fleet of self uh, self-driving cars guess who then owns the cars uber they do they don't want to own the cars no they don't want to have to pay the insurance they don't want to pay the repairs the maintenance blah 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 and if even if they did then the prices would be skyrocketing the fares would be it, it's a it's a business i i had this discussion yes last night with one of the younger younger guys on the crew and of course they, people on the outside as always they look at it differently than uh finally by the end of the conversation i i always and at the point i always make is look i've been involved in this you know I've been in deep. I've been in up to up to my eyeballs in this from day one, mm-hmm. and uh, I see it a little bit differently. I've seen more of the details, but uh, you know, right now Uber is done. They're ingrained into everything, which is as always. This is what they count on: is the public bailing them out on the mm-hmm. public relations side. This is what they're hoping for in California. So I forget what the question was, but I answered it. I think I answered it. Did I? <laughs> Suddenly I feel like Mike Pence. Talk for five minutes and not say a thing. Well, hey. Well, welcome to my world. Yeah, well, well. No, uh, the, the thing, I was just looking looking at the, at how they think we've been so innovative. They okay, so we we've we've uh, the whole self-driven cars are we we know that's not going to happen. No sir. First off, first off, they have a better chance of getting the whole getting it up and running with the electric cars. That we could possibly see in maybe ten years, ten fifteen years. I wouldn't be surprised in twenty years. Yeah, but John, John, yeah. you've got the same issue there. It's the drivers owning the cars, right? That's not right, exactly. that all that is is Uber saying, "Well, we, we're not going to let you on, on our platform unless you have an electric car." Well, that's not innovation, not by any stretch of the imagination, because they're not inventing electric cars. They're not uh, on the surface. They're promoting the use of electric cars. But again, let's also remember, electric cars also come with a price because we have to generate the electricity. And how do we do that? Nuclear, coal, burning old furniture. You know at that. You know, unless you got hydro, uh, that's about the only clean way to produce electricity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Athen here uh, piped up. It's, uh, in my opinion, it was always about manipulating the market. Absolutely. Both, uh, operational and uh, stocks, yes. Even though he's on yeah. the upside down side of the planet, and I don't know how they operate hanging upside down all day, but God bless you down there in uh in australia but uh you're right that's that this this is uh, uh, look once ever since that frat boy that overgrown frat boy travis kalanick started this and by the way had he still been involved uber would have been gone by now it would have been he would have run that thing uh but yeah this is for all the altruistic things they claim to 
uh, stand behind or be for. It's all a bunch of malarkey to to quote somebody. I don't know. I heard that phrase this week. Malarkey. Have you ever heard that word, John? Oh, Jesus. I My parents used to use that all the time. Oh, you missed the bit. Never everyone, mind. Moving on. Everyone's... Oh, okay. So we... Moving on. There was a joke somewhere involved yeah, was, in this. Huh? Wasn't. I thought you would have caught on to it, but clearly I was wrong. The Vikings had a player by the name of uh, last name of Malarkey. Did they now? Yes, they did. Going anywhere with Back. that? No. Okay. Just thought I'd just bring that up. Just kind of driving in circles with that one, are you? Yes, 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 indeed. All right. All right. Like, what do you think I do here all the time? I, I wonder. I wonder. And you, and, you, and you get a full dosage of it when you uh, when you listen during the week here yes. when I'm here by myself. Yes, I do. And thank God yeah. that it's not me being broadcasting by myself. No, you do a wonderful job. A wonderful job. I want to talk about the interview you did uh, on, on Thursday night once we get down the road a little bit here. But So so uh, where, where else are you, John, since I brought nothing to the table today other than opinions? Yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk a little. This one actually kind of caught me by surprise as uh, I found out that a uh, California judge uh, has uh, mandated that Uber and Lyft must reclassify its drivers as employees. Now, this is an appellate uh, appellate court um, that said this. Now, I find it kind of interesting that this uh, came down... uh, a little over a week before uh, November third, when this gets voted on here with uh, with uh, what is it? Is it called Proposition Twenty Two? Pro- if I'm not mistaken, Proposition Twenty Proposition Twenty Two. I mean, on Election Day, every almost everybody's got propositions. Every state, not not all, but you know, uh-huh. uh, I don't remember. I don't think I had any propositions to vote on this year, which was odd Are for me. Kidding? Are you finished? Have you got the the ballot dropped off and all that done, yet? Or done and done, man. I'm on the fifty million that's already voted. Yeah, but, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be stubborn and I'm gonna do it the old fashioned way right. and toddle my ass to the polls on uh, election day. By the way, kids and kittens, vote. Whatever, whatever you do, no matter who you're voting for, vote. Get out there. Make your voice heard. Uh, it's it's a good. It's it's something we can all agree on. And by the well, and, and by the way, you don't get a seat at the table to argue if you don't vote. If you don't vote, you got no opinion as far as we're concerned. All right. And uh, anyway, vote. But let me let me get to this real quick here for those of you who might not be familiar. But in a blow to Uber and Lyft, a California appeals court said Thursday that. The companies must reclassify their drivers as employees rather than independent contractors, affirming an earlier court decision. The ruling marks a significant development in a months-long legal fight between the companies and the state of California, which in May sued Uber and Lyft and claimed that they were in violation of state law. It also puts greater pressure on the companies to successfully pass their California ballot measure which seeks to exempt them from the law so this means that by the way this means absolutely nothing because it's they're gonna have 
a, excuse me, a certain amount of time in which to comply to this. So absolutely nothing changes. Uh, it just it, it just basically says that, you know, they're going to maybe it's it says, OK, um, prop 20 or prop 22 fails. Uh, you have no other op. They have no other options other than going trying to go to Supreme Court with it. And uh, I, I don't know. I think I think I think it'll be interesting. We we are definitely watching uh, what's going on there because what happens in California could uh, could affect the rest of the country and probably eventually the rest of the world. But isn't it obvious at this point that this company, since the day it emerged from the primordial ooze has been mm-hmm. nothing but trouble. It's true. It has been nothing but about the amount of money, time and resources spent on all sides because this company just flat out doesn't want to do things any way but its own. And Well, I think I think it abandoned the whole idea. Remember how they said that if this uh, were enforced, that they'd wind up having to leave California? Well, they're, they're kind of walking, they're stepping that back a little bit. Now they're saying that the, that fares will increase. Right. Well, that, that whole uh, uh, we're, we're going to take our toys and leave gambit has never worked for them. Every time they've threatened to do it, the municipalities go, okay, see ya. See ya! Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then they come back when, uh, when, when, when things look brighter for them. If, uh, in Texas, uh, Austin, Texas specifically, uh, they set up a, something on the ballot. It blew, blew up in their face. And then they left town because they didn't like the way the rules were being set up, which they had proposed. And the people, it's the only time the actual citizens have voted on something regarding Uber slash Lyft. And the people soundly rejected it. And they left, and it wasn't until uh, the TNC regulations became state regulations as opposed to individual county or municipal, municipal regulations. In other words, Austin could no longer control, had no say over them. So that's when they went back. And they've gone crawling back to cities with their tail between their legs many, many times. It's an old, tired thing. I'm going to run I'm gonna run away from home. Go, here's the door. The bus stop is two blocks down and to the left. The, uh, the thing of is with Texas, now I don't know so much about Austin because Austin's a, a college town and Austin is probably the most non-Texan city in Texas as far as, you know, the, the way their politics lean there and what have you. Yeehaw. But it, it's still Texas, and Texas is one of those uh, states where, you know, you live, you, you either have a car or you're walking there. People don't, uh, uh, it's, it's in a way, it's kind of like Minnesota. Minnesota, uh, they they have to have their car. You could never, you could pry their steering wheel away from their cold, dead hands. Yeah, but John, before you go much further, you've got urban areas i mean let's talk about texas you've got houston you've got dallas a lot of people that live in in the downtown or the urban centers 
and it's much easier to get by without a car. Yeah, but the, it is a very, it's still spread out. Well, the whole I, state I, is, I mean, you know. You know, even Dallas, I mean, you, we think about Dallas and Fort Worth, uh, and some people around here think Dallas, Fort Worth, the Metroplex, they think, oh, God, that's a hop, skip, and a jump. You jump across the river, you go from Minneapolis to St. Paul. Well, there's a, there's a whole other city, or t I think there's actually more than one, but you've got a, another city, at least one, between the two major, you know, between really? Dallas and Fort Worth. Yeah, you've got Arlington. Is Arlington between them? Arlington is between the two. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, so, yeah, that, it is for a big metropolitan area. It is, it is very spread out. And people in Texas, they they drive. That is, they they. Uh, well, now I understand. Uh, now I understand why why the uh, the baseball stadium is in Arlington. Now I get it. Mm -hmm. It's in between the. Uh, okay. All right. Thanks. Well, I guess that concludes our show. Ed learned something. Uh, <laughs> God, should we shoot for two things? Man, I don't know. My my little brain can can handle it. I've uh, wow. <laughs> But no, it uh, and Minnesota is a uh, the Twin Cities area even is a very suburban metropolitan area. You know we have something to the extent of about seventeen million people in the Twin Cities metropolitan area. You do there not. Is you do not. You don't have that many people. Stop it. We do. I, I kid you not. No, no, you don't. Okay, Google it. No, be, I can't believe you have that many people. And uh, okay, come on, let's go to the Google. Um, do you you keep talking? Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll Google it. I don't believe you. I'm sorry. Just just you keep talking, okay? Just keep talking. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Keep talking. It, Just keep talking. Big, I'm, I'm trying to. Well, let's see. Minneapolis has 368,000 people. St. Paul, 272. This is as of 1990, so that's uh, 600,000 and change. I'll be generous and give you a million between the two cities. And then, uh, come on. The, the greater New York City area has roughly 15 million people. The tri-state okay. area. That's why I questioned 17 million people. Okay. You, I stand corrected as far as the number. By the way, that's the population of the state of Florida is 17 million. <laughs> okay. Now you have my curiosity, so you talk. I got nothing to say. I didn't make the silly uh, statement. You're the one trying to be... But go ahead. It, uh, it's either 17 or 42 million. Uh See, John can't even type. He's got to mute himself so he can talk to his phone because, heaven forbid, well, I don't know what he did in the days of uh, pre-Siri pre or pre-Google. He, uh, Heaven forbid he, he would look at an encyclopedia. What'd you find out, Skippy? I found, I find that I stand corrected. All right, say it again. Who was correct? I want to hear it. Oh, well, you know, sun shines on a dog's ass now and then. Today's my day, and I I brought my sunblock. Come on, let's hear it. Let's hear it, buddy boy. Who was... I'm sorry. There you go. Will you ever... 
Will you ever? Will you ever? Will you ever question me again? Ever doubt me again? Oh, you bet! You bet your ass! I guess guess that was a bridge too far, but (laughs) no, I, I, you know, I don't know where I got the got the number seventeen from. I really don't. But Fantasyland, baby, (laughs) Fantasyland. Um. The Twin Cities metropolitan area in total has 3.28 million as of 2010. Man, I have more than that, more people than that on the block I grew up on. Come on, man. Come Good on, man. You. Good for you. <laughs> but as you as you so as you so noted though, the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul individually have well less than a million yes. people each. Yes. Well, that that happens uh, many places. Four hundred thousand in Minneapolis, about three three hundred thousand in Saint Paul. Right, that happens many places. The this is a huge sprawled out community. I mean, and it sprawled out even further when they decided to count a couple of counties in Wisconsin, even that are right on the Minnesota border: Hudson, Wisconsin, uh, Prescott, Wisconsin. It's There's part, a couple of others. It's part of the Greater Minneapolis Saint Paul Metro Area. Right, and the numbers that truly do count. If you really want to get a sense of where uh, a metro area stands, check their TV standings, where they where they're ranked as far as TV markets. That's mm-hmm. that's where, you, and that's that's included in that because that's the, those Wisconsin counties, and you know, look for what it's worth. Remember, here here in New York City, it's referred to as the tri-state area, parts of Connecticut. A lot of New Jersey, and mm-hmm. not as much state of New York as you might think, but uh, no, I, it's very little of, of New York, if I'm not mistaken, and pretty much. Well, it goes just, well. Long Island—that's a big chunk of real estate—is uh, included yeah. in that. Plus, you go up once you get north of New York City. Uh, it goes about fifty miles, I'd say, north of New, but. Take the Empire State Building and and draw draw a circle for I think it's fifty or seventy five mile radius, and that's what it's considered. So, all right, we've solved the problem nobody wanted solved. John's talking to his phone again and ignoring his radio audience, because that's what John does. He uh, he's doing a, a show within a show on his uh, on his on his phone. John, how's that other show going? I just surprised him. No, he didn't. He didn't surprise me. What's the phone number for that show? Uh, <laughs> I don't give out that number. Oh, I might on bathroom walls. Because <laughs> uh, I know that that uh, the Twin Cities is one of the larger. Here we go. They're fifteenth. Big in deal. The, uh, in television market across 15, the country, fifteen. <laughs> that's uh, that's what is it? Okay, because now you live in the largest television market in the in the in the free world here. That's right. And still nothing to watch. No, no, not really. When I was a kid, we had seven TV stations, the most of anybody in the country, and that uh-huh. and that included our PBS station. I was going to say, you have to. How many PBS stations did you have? One. Just the one. How many do we have now? Just the one. We have two PBS stations. Well, thank you very much. Well, good gosh, ain't you special? Ain't you? We special? are. 
When I was down the, in South Florida, I got the Miami one and the West Palm Beach one. That doesn't count. That's two different cities. You got two PBS stations. I, I, I am. We had three independent stations. We had all three networks. A lot of cities did not have all three networks back in the day. Some stations would show some ABC, some NBC. They would they would show a mix, and uh-huh. uh, not us. Uh uh-uh. uh You know why? Because they did a lot of the shows right here, buddy boy, right here. And uh, matter of fact, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Let's let's not. I don't I don't want to be bragging on New York because I'd much rather be in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Well, you'll feel that you'll feel that way even uh, oh. more here come a couple of uh, a month or so from now. No, tonight <laughs> we're dipping Are into you, we're dipping into low, low forties tonight. Oh, poor Tootsie! That's right. That's right. I was wearing oh, short. Look, low forties. Oh my God! <laughs> you got a freezing for the windows off. Oh. Hey, look, that thing that dumped on you uh, in the last couple days, that's heading my way. Oh, that should have gotten there by now. No. What happened to us here? What we've had, what we've had, we've been stuck because the way the weather systems have been a little funky. We've had fog and humidity. And, I mean, I'm sitting here right now. I've got the windows open. And you can feel the dampness in the air. And, again, it's all going away at the end of the day. But it's uh, it's... It's not miserable right now, but it's just not what it should be. And anyway, how much snow did you get? We got here in the uh, where nobody lives at the airport. We got seven point nine inches. Well, that's how it's. Uh, it's the best place to measure it because there's nobody there. There was um, a couple of a couple of uh, uh, suburbs that surround the um, Egan area where I live. Uh, got uh, upwards and over nine inches of snow. Mm. Now, and it was that heavy, wet. Yeah. Uh, and I'll have you know something. Uh-oh. I am proud of myself. Why? Now, of course, I... as, as those of you who have been following along, but know that about a month, a little over a month ago now, I had a pacemaker put in. Yeah, you did. I will have you know that it was the longest I have been able to actually get out and shovel snow. Of course, uh, is that a uh, fact? Brandon, Brandon and Angie were out there doing the lion's share of the uh, of it because they're a hell of a lot younger than I am. Even Oliver was helping, but um, I actually got to shovel out and was able to toss some snow. Well, good for you. Where where? And I, it, uh, I surprised myself when I got done. Uh, when I got done with it, I thought, "Holy Christ! I haven't shoveled this much snow since we moved into this house." And uh, ah, damn, I'm happy for you, so, John. I truly, truly am oh, happy. I can I can actually walk around. I can walk through a through a Walmart without losing my breath at the. Yikes. Uh, I mean, it's it's. Jeez! Now all of a sudden, believe it or not, Ed, it has me questioning. Jesus, do I want to stay in this line of work? Maybe I want to get out and do something that I'm not. I'm not so. It's not so sedative that I might actually. Uh, I might actually get out where I might actually have to get out of a car. Or actually, get out. And maybe 
I don't have any upper body strength for me to do anything where there was heavy lifting or anything like that. I couldn't do it. I'm just, I'm so I, I am still out of shape. And let's, let's make uh, John. You've been in, you've you've been in this business so long. The only way you get out and stay out is when they toss you out, like they did to me. <laughs> when the well, doors are, when the doors are shut, okay. And uh, I, I'm I'm still detoxing from uh, from the taxi industry. It's still in my veins. It's still there. Two uh, out two years now. It's. Uh, oh, I know. It's in your veins. It's hard to get out. It's it's uh, that's very true. So, by the way, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. Uh, fortunately, I reminded him to uh, plug the phone line in. You're, so you're uh, full of malarkey. You're full of malarkey. <laughs> so we, uh, the phone lines are open if you'd like to uh, call us live. You can also send a, a, a tweet at Taxi Stand Hour. Uh, you can use if you're watching on one of the uh, many video streaming platforms that we have open, whether it be. Uh, uh, I, I, never, I don't ever see it on uh, immediately on uh, YouTube, but if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching it's on, on Periscope, the it's on the YouTube. I get the I get the notification. It's there. Oh, really? You do? Well, I'll be damned. And now he has to go and look instead of doing the show that needs to be on YouTube. No, I'm not looking. See, okay. here's the hands. I'm not not doing it. All right, then. Not doing it. I set it up. If, if you can see him. You kind of control that email, which that account is hooked up to. So I don't, I couldn't, uh, couldn't see it if I really wanted to. And by the, the and by the way, next week we're going to have uh, Kristen Walker moderate the show, so that we are. Yeah, I think we're going to go to the two minute muted microphone thing too. <laughs> we can do that to each other just fine. Well, that's true too. <laughs> we don't ever really want to engage in that battle. Yeah, yeah that that's what that's that's one of those lose lose. Everybody drops a nuke, and uh, really nobody yeah. wins. Nobody wins. We'll be, we'll be putting out uh, two hours of silence on SoundCloud, <laughs> <laughs> which some people may appreciate, but that's but, that's neither here nor there. By the way. Uh, did you watch a debate on Thursday night? I watched it from beginning to end. And? Uh, I think that um, the, uh, what's her name again? Kristen Walker. Kristen Walker. That's right. I think she won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, and also, look, I see her all the time on NBC. And I got to say, for the debate, they they did up her makeup and her hair a little bit, and she looked even better than she normally does. She was uh, quite fetching. Not that that's a thing that was important to the debate, but just as a side note. Uh, and as we all know, the the new rules were meant not for Kristen Walker or Joe Biden. They were meant for one man and one man only. And by the way, did you see how uh, restrained he was when he knew he couldn't pull his nonsense? Yeah, but you see, the thing is, I, uh, what they didn't show you was is right after the debate, he was back in the back area there getting his tongue stitched because... Yeah, uh, yeah. They cut it <laughs> out. He, he, well, they... Uh, no, he, he had to bite it so many times. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Was, it was... It was... 
experience for the poor guy. It was interesting to watch. He was making the faces and all that, and you could see he wanted to just bust right in there. But the worst thing that I'll give him points for having this self-control, which he's not known for. But he knew that as soon as he got muted, the fr- I think he got muted towards the end of one statement. Other people tell me he didn't. But if they would have had to cut him off in the middle of a rant, let's say Biden was talking, and he started, you know, he started going, and they had a, or just start if Joe was Joe Biden was in the middle of his two minute answer, and Trump just started screaming from the muted podium. Oh, that would have been all over. That you know. That would have been the bigger embarrassment. Nitwit, you knew the microphone was off. Why are you yelling? And he would have had to yell. For, forgive me, and, and uh, look, I, don't call the guys in the white coats on me right. here. But he actually, for the first time, he actually, in the debate, he actually sounded president. Hold on, hold on. Let no, me no, let me no, finish no. my thought. Don't don't be don't call Donald Trump on me here now. Let me mute my microphone. <laughs> Look, you needed you wanted a debate. You wanted you you saw what I mean, this first off, this isn't the first time that one political candidate has slung accusations, unfounded accusations. At another candidate, no. This is happen. You know, this has happened since there were debates. So that's nothing. That's nothing new. Now, granted, some of the stuff right now that that Trump is slinging out there, you know, it's 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 a desperation maneuver. I I get that. I totally understand that this is he's doing it out. He was doing it out of desperation. Having said that, just the fact that he was restrained, the fact that he. I'll be damned. He actually played. He actually paid uh, uh, Kristen Welker uh, a, a compliment. compliment. Yeah. At, at one point in time, he actually let's put it this way: he sounded as presidential, more presidential than he has in the in the uh, since the first day he walked down that that uh, escalator. And you know why? And do you know and why, what, John? Hold on. Let me finish this last thought. It is, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> By the way, for those of listening, uh, listening, uh, Ed just buttoned his uh, buttoned his lip. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. He's very becoming looking. You should see this big yellow button here. That <laughs> Moving on. So, I'm using Donald Trump standards. That is the most presidential he has sounded since he jumped into this. Since he, since he first announced, even beforehand. I don't know why. I don't know if he if he thought he was going to score some brownie points, maybe you know, with some supposed undecided voters. I don't know. You have if there's anybody that's undecided at this point, I'd love to know who the hell they are and where they're at. But. Um, all right, go ahead. Yes, uh, by the excessively low standards he has set for himself over the past four years. The fact the fact that he didn't actually jump over to Biden's uh, podium and start uh, using a Sharpie to draw on 
on Biden's face, you could say, well, you know, he behaved very well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, right now we're ascribing the standards of a two-year-old to Trump. You know, uh, oh, look at that. He was well-behaved for four seconds. I actually heard somebody uh, make that analogy. You know, it, it's like, a, you know, complimenting, complimenting a parent that their, uh, that their kid behaved themselves on an airplane. Well, you know, you got lucky once. But look at the restrictions we had to put on him. Look at the restrictions. I mean, I promise you, without that muted microphone thing, we're just right back where we were. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. He he knew he was not going to be able to pull his shtick. Okay? And that's the only reason he kept it. Remember, none, very little else changed. He was lying through his teeth. He's calling names. He's uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's run. We can run down the list. But mm-hmm. because he acted like a grown adult, which is the bare minimum, which is the bare minimum to be expected, not just of the president of the United States, but any 74-year-old man. Very true. Okay. There's a certain decorum that as we, you know, as we mature and we age, or just we're just people. Okay? You're in a conversation. If the rules are this, the rules are that. Look, you and I speak over on top of each other, but you know, we uh, uh it's different for us because then uh, anyway. Uh but when need be, we 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 step back, we behave ourselves. If we're out in public, you behave you know when you're misbehaving, when what you're doing does not sit well with others around you or does not conform with the societal norms of which you have uh, uh, willingly made yourself a part of. Mm-hmm. Again, that one single restriction of run your mouth and we're gonna we're gonna shut it for you. And, well, and uh, I think that's a great idea. And going forward, I think you're going to see more debates. Uh... Uh, go that route. And yet it's unfortunate because we have too many, uh, just talk about politicians, who will just constantly talk over people. Matter of fact, there's people in real life, I was trying to help somebody with an issue the other day, they kept talking right over me. I finally said, okay, I walked away. You don't want to hear, every time I open my mouth, they start talking. All right. Uh, Believe me, I wish I could uh, mute people's microphones in real life. But again, we, we set the bar very low for the President of the United States. We're not well, I'm, we I'm not going to give him a cookie because he did what he should be doing anyway. Right. Acting like an adult. I'm not saying things don't get heated sometimes. You know, we're not talking about a brief overlap or, you know, jumping to a conclusion or, you know, I'm not talking about that at all. Let's face it. We all know the, that first debate that was planned. That was all planned to do it like that. To just run right over them. And and honestly, at that point, well, now we know. We have to have, I promise you, we'll never have to use them. Uh, uh, the muted mic, the mic mute thing will become a permanent part of all these things. I'll tell you who else could have used it. Mike Pence. Because he did the same routine. With with Kamala, although she turned around and said, "Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking." 
but he every answer he just kept going on he kept going on and on and on and on and on so anyway yeah uh by the way i uh, i finally did uh no never mind i'm not going to talk about that so yes so we uh so what what else did you what are the thoughts on the debate jeez what other well it was with with the fact that uh that trump was uh maybe he was on a sedative too who knows <laughs> i don't but, i don't think adderall is considered a sedative so well it could be some of those covid medications too mm. either that or some of them are or wearing off on yeah. a little bit that could be that could be but um it was actually refreshing to listen to because now you know uh, Trump. He still Trump was still Trump, you know, throwing out these baseless uh, charges against right. Biden and whatnot. Right. But you know what's great about this as a voter? First off, look at how many people have already voted. Who right. The hell, are you talking to? I already voted there, Donnie. Doesn't matter. 50 million people have already voted as of yesterday. That's, that's, that's incredible. The turnout has been, the number came out, just just interrupt you briefly, John, uh, where they said at this stage during, maybe this was last week, uh, during two, the 2016 election, uh, like 1.4 pe- million people had voted. We were already up to 25 million. I mean, just, Mm -hmm. just, it's just overwhelming. And people don't vote in these kind of numbers when they're happy about what things are going on. You don't get, you get all riled up about something. And that's when you want to get up and do something. When things are going fine, hey, I'm comfy in the chair. I'm doing great. I'll vote when I vote. People are, people are willing to wait in line. God bless them. Eight hours. I mean, we got to get rid of this voter suppression nonsense that's going on. Uh, but people are willing and able, and they want this to change so badly that they are willing to get out. And they have filled out those ballots. And clearly those ballots are making their way to where they have to be because that's how we have the numbers. That's how we know. You know, exactly. my, my ballot is one of those. My ballot is in there, and I—I'll I, be quite honest with you. I had—I had the thing filled out, and uh, I couldn't find a stamp. I want it wound up sitting here. I finally got it mailed out. I—I I finally got it mailed out two days ago when I finally went and bought stamps. I, I had stamps, and then I rearranged the room, and I can't find them. So uh, for the one, wa- where are you? But I went to, not that I couldn't find them to buy. I thought I had them here at home. But it was funny. I went to a, to a CVS by me and I asked them, I said, do you sell stamps? They said, oh, yeah, but we only sell them by, you know, the book of 20. I said, well, you know what? I only need the one. I probably won't need another stamp for the next 50 years. But you know what? It's well worth it to spend uh, whatever it costs me, $8, $10. For Dig two. deep. Come on. It dig was, in, dig nine, nine, I think it was nine bucks it cost me, but it was well worth it to know my ballot was. And I'm not going to lie, I had somebody put that thought in my head about uh, not trusting the mail. 
because I had said I was going to just drive it right to the Board of Elections and, and drop it off there. What's the matter? Don't you trust the mail? And I really sat on that for, for a little while, and I said, screw it. I'm putting it in the mailbox. It'll make it. I'm confident it will uh, it will make it there. And, uh, you know, I did it. Kids and kittens, get out there, vote. Uh, it, look, if I know most states now, early voting has begun. I know here in New York State it began today. Uh, lots of states. I don't know, John, has Minnesota started early voting yet? Yes. Okay. Yeah, almost a month ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah, every every state is different. But uh, by all means, it, 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 this is, you know, you hear it a lot every four years. This is a, the most important election of our lives. But this one really, really, really is. All you got to do is look at the past four years. And and I'll be the first not to blame covid on Trump, he didn't create COVID. He didn't bring it here. But as I've said before, it's not about you get hit by a car. Your priority at that point is to get attention. You don't care. Screw the car. We know what happened. You got hit by a car. We'll catch that guy. Okay, we know. It started in China. Okay, we'll sort that out once we once people stop dying. Let's worry about people dying. And, and it's unfortunate I've spoken to, I'm working with a couple of uh, diehard Trump supporters, nice people were having great conversations. But, uh, you know, the, a few of them are stuck on the, well, it came from China. Okay, it came from China. That's not, or Trump didn't want people to panic. Well, that's his answer after the fact, after the tape came out. Uh, and and it's hard. It, it's It's really difficult on the ground to, and I'm not trying to change anybody's opinion, but just to get them to see that another side has a valid point. And that's really, that that's really the, uh, the sad part is, look, you're going to make your choice. Your choice is your choice. You do what you got to do. But don't discount mine, my opinion, and what mm-hmm. I think. Uh, we've said it before here many times on this on this program. Do we think Joe Biden is the ideal candidate? Absolutely not. No way. But I trust him more than I trust Trump. Chump. I didn't mean to say Chump. I've avoided saying Chump for four years now because it's just too easy. Uh, matter of fact, if you notice, nobody has said Chump. It's just too easy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you don't hear that, and that's that's funny. Uh, but, look, I firmly believe Biden's going to, his number one priority is getting us better. Is getting us better. And that's really what we need right now. We need to get better. We've got to stop all this incessant fighting, infighting, and, uh, and just we have to... Con- right now, everything hinges on the virus the economy every everything we we really don't accomplish anything else until we beat this virus down and of course here's trump again with you know oh we've got it. it's coming around the corner coming around the corner well what what's 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 the bright light around the corner it could be an oncoming freight train by the way he's still again with oh two weeks we'll have a beautiful health health care plan republicans have had 10 years you've had four years when he got out of the hospital three weeks ago, he said, oh, in two weeks we'll have health care. It's been two weeks for uh, for four years now. 
Mm-hmm. Right, I'm tapping out. I think. Uh, well, you've given me a whole. You've given me a whole lot of things to, to talk about here on this. So I hope I have enough time. Let me let me go from uh, newest to uh, oldest here. First off, you talk about the health care plan. You said they've had ten years. Have I think I've told you this story? I don't know. It was health care. It was health care to begin with. Back in uh, the two thousand eight election, it's, it was health care that got me convinced that I was not going to vote Republican. Right. Because I was listening, I was watching the Republican debate, I was watching the Democratic debate. I hadn't decided if I was going to vote for a Republican or a Democrat at that point in time. But all, there wasn't a single Republican that had anything at all to say about the problem with health care. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem with health care, the fact that people with pre-existing conditions couldn't you couldn't even look. You walk. You try to get health care, health insurance, with a pre-existing condition. You would get laughed out of the building. No two ways about it. And when none of them, none of in any of the Republican debates, nobody talked about health care. Status quo is perfectly okay with everybody. wasn't even a topic. Suddenly we got to, we've got Obama, we've got Hillary, we've got Edwards that we're all talking about health care. I said, well, damn, I'm listening. And uh, to tell you the truth, I like, I forget exactly what it was, but I remember early on that I actually liked Edward's idea for health care. I couldn't remember. I don't remember exactly what it was. I just remember that, that Edward was my early favorite on this. But the one thing that they all said, uh, every one of them said that we have to address pre-existing conditions. And it won't, uh, Obamacare, as it, was, as it was, was, was fabulous. It wasn't perfect. I would have loved to have seen a public option. They tried, unfortunately. John, can I... Many can politicians- let me jump in one second and make a point to you. You know, Obamacare was basically based on Romney Care from when he was governor of right. Massachusetts. Right, right. Uh, but they, you, um, without the public option, it was still tough for people who were on the lesser end of the uh, scale. But the whole idea of making health care, buying health insurance mandatory, look, you can say what you want about it. People treat health insurance like they do car insurance. You know, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to drive, you have to have auto insurance. You have to have a minimum amount. Right. Exactly. And so, yeah, I can see where when they went in and they took out the the, uh, the mandatory, they took out the penalty or the tax or whatever. How is it ever you wanted to, whatever you wanted to call it at the time, it was going to be a struggle because now, uh, now people 
have uh, they're winding up paying more in premiums because they don't the insurance companies don't have uh, you know they don't have a source of income. Obama was so funny about it was is Obama brought these insurance companies a whole ton more customers. If I was the insurance companies, I would be set, I would be behind that whole mandatory uh, uh, insurance uh, or you know the whole uh, you have to go out and get insurance. I'd have I'd have been supporting that like crazy. But you know they were still whipping their wounds over the whole uh, over the whole thing as far as not being able to uh, discriminate against people with pre-existing conditions, and they were also uh, obviously against uh, the the cap on on insurance uh, benefits. But they had this whole they had all of these customers here uh, right at their right at their doorstep. So, but um, I, I'm afraid to see what happens uh, uh, if, if Trump gets, because uh, Trump has no health care plan. Don't, don't let him kid. If, if you're listening and you happen to be on the, uh, on Trump's side of the fence, Trump has no health insurance, has nothing for you. Absolutely nothing. This whole thing of demolishing uh, the ACA with nothing more than to discredit Barack Obama because he didn't like this was a personal vendetta against Barack Obama because he tried to he was one of the original birthers Trump was one of the original birthers to put that out there and when that blew up in his face all of a sudden he had an axe to grind he still has an axe to grind about this and we need if if you care if you haven't voted yet if you care about your health care, if you care about Social Security, if you care about the future of this country, where people walking around with uh, assault rifles are patrolling our streets, if you care about any of that, you need to get out and vote and you need to make it a landslide so we can drag Donald Trump out of that White House in January. I don't care if it's kicking and screaming, but he needs to be drug out of there. So that's all I remember about what I was going to touch on. So we'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. Well, that timed out nicely. We got about 30 seconds before we go to the break. That's good because... You're out? <laughs> because daddy need, daddy needs to see a man about a horse. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, t- take us out into the break there, Big Daddy. You got 20 seconds before the music starts. All right. Well, we're at the top of the hour here, and uh, we're going to take our normal break. So Ed says I got about four minutes, so I'll see you in six. <laughs> <laughs> so stay with us. We'll uh, be back. You listen to the
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Hi there, boys and girls. Today, we've got a very extra special friend stopping by to show us all about something really special. Oh, I hear him at the door right now. Oh, come on in, Mr. McMack. <laughs> How are you, laddie? Hey, brought by something I wanted to show you. Oh, I wonder what it, it is. It looks like looks like a, an octopus with a kilt on. <laughs> That's me bag, boy. Oh, your bag? Hey. Oh, what? Can I touch it? Sure, go ahead. Ooh, ooh, it... Run your hands out. That's, that's soft. Hey, that's like really velvet. Soft. Hey. Oh, oh, what, what's this right here? That is my blowpipe. What, what do you do with the blowpipe? You blow on it, lad. You blow. You blow. On hey, it. you put your mouth around it and you blow. Okay. Hey, would you like to blow my pipe, laddie? Oh. Can I? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Come on, lad. You've you, you got to put your mouth around it, lad. Don't oh, be afraid okay. it's not going to break. I mean, like, like this? Hey, that's a boy. Oh, Stick it all the it, way down it, your throat it, there. It's getting bigger. Hey, that means you're doing it right. Ooh. What, what's this over here? That's me chanter. What's, what do I do with that? What you do with that, lad, is you put your both hands on it, you cover the hole, and you run your hands up and down the shaft. Real quick. Hey, hey, run your hands up and down it there. Now what you want to do, laddie, is you want to blow on the pipe. You want to squeeze the bag nice and gentle. And then you want to run your hands up and down the shaft real quick. Okay. All together, all at the same time. Okay, here we go. Good, laddie. Hey, that's good, lad. Sure. Hey, it's good, laddie. Keep blowing. Blow harder, laddie. Harder. Squeeze the bag. Squeeze more. Run your hands up and down the shaft. Quick, faster. Run your hands up and down faster. Blow. Blow. Oh, oh. Come on, you're playing on my bike. Oh, I like it. Oh, oh. Hey, there. Oh, come on. Do that again. After the catch me breath, maybe. <laughs> Good Lord, man. You know what? If I had to come up with that, he would have been reaching for the mute button so fast it would it, it would have made your head spin. Seriously, we we talk about a, a, a nice clean show here with no with no sexual in, implications whatsoever. And what does he do? He offers up a bag offers up something about a bag about a bagpipe and all the. Uh, and all the things that can go, uh, all the implications that can be made with that. It's me bag, boy. Yeah, yeah, well, 
You do understand they wear nothing under the kilts, right? Says you, laddie. <laughs> Remember, my my father was born in Scotland. I <laughs> tell him who we are, laddie. G guess what? You were on time. Ah, surprise, surprise. No, no kidding. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Now, this is the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I am John Shannon. And I, I lied earlier in the show here when I said that it, it's nice and shiny bright on the Radio TFI Executive Tower over there in Queens, New York. It is muggy, it is icky, it is type of day up there from what I understand. So, anyways, it is the one, the only, the heart and soul of this operation, Mr. Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning. Hey, hey, kids and kittens, you caught me with a part of a donut in my mouth because I have to work through the break. Unlike John, who gets up and bandies about and does whatever and maybe shows up on time, maybe he doesn't. But we're glad you're here. We got a big, big, big second hour coming up. We're going to be doing uh, football picks here in just a couple of moments. Uh, John is uh, John's making some desperate moves, uh, and we'll uh, we'll talk all about that once we get there. But it's been a fantastic week. We hope you all had a fantastic week. Uh, we're here. You want to call us? We'll talk. We'll chat. We'll schmooze. We'll have a little a little schnitzel. It's uh, it's such a good thing. You have to understand something. You say, it's, it, yeah, I was a surprise that I was actually here and ready to go at the at the top of the hour here. Shocking, I well, think, is the word. Yeah, I know. You have to understand. There are important things that I have to do. You know, first thing I have to do, hey, I'm a man that's up there in my age. You should be able to. Uh, Wait a minute. I'm older, I'm older than you, so don't don't even go there. Do you take water pills? I don't have to take water pills. What do you think of that? Well, I'm, I'm damn proud of you. Unfortunately, I have to take water pills. I told you. Number one. Put a bucket underneath your chair. Yeah, but it's so hard having to reel that damn thing out and reel yeah. that damn thing back you, in. You wish it was so hard. Oh! And then, of course, then the most important part, I have to go in and I have to kiss Granny Annie because a lot of times I get in here to start the show and she's still she's still in bed. Mm. So she's out she's out now in the living room, so I have to spend a minute or two and actually pay a little attention to my wife. Hmm. I'm not buying it. Well, well I ain't selling it. It's just <laughs> I'm giving it to you for free, brother. Because that's just the way it is. And still not worth it. 754-800-CHAT. Mm. 754-800-2428 is the number. If you want to get a hold of us, we want to thank you, who uh, everybody that has been listening and uh, paying attention and what have you. Love to have your input here, too. Absolutely. And even if you're listening to this uh, via Memorex, uh, We'd we'd still we'd still love to hear from you. You're always 
always, always important, even if we don't necessarily agree with them. We'll still listen to them. Huh? Huh? So, what do you say there? You, you, are you about ready to uh, get this? No, uh, no. Get this dog and no. show. Oh, oh my God! Are you okay in there? Whew, that was close. Holy, we got an earthquake. Earthquake. I need a new desk. Believe <laughs> this, yeah. this, this is literally shaking in the breeze. This is the old dining room table. Okay, and it's shaky and weak, and I'm just using it temporarily until I decide on a desk. Oh, and uh, oh my god, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Are we ready? I'm ready. I've been just waiting for you there, sunshine. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. I did say it right. What do you know? Each week, John, Third, and Long, Shannon, and I will each choose three professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. We're not responsible for post office errors. Extra points can be earned by going for it with a two or three point conversion. If you have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's. John and Ed versus the spread. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here we are again. We're going to, uh. Let's add. Give us a moment, kids. There we go. We're all set up. So we're looking at last week's last week's picks here. Last week, John managed to win two games. Well, I managed to lose two games. We're currently the current score for the season is twelve to eight. I'm leading John by four points. So that if you're watching on the video, up on the screen is last week's picks and the results. Let's move on to this week. John, let's start with you. What do you got there, buddy boy? Well, as, as, as can be seen on the screen, no, I'm joking, I forgot. We do have the radio audience to think about here. Get that thing out of the way, we have friends. Don't Please. worry about oh, it. Okay, here we go. So, my first pick... Of course, got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. They, unlike my Minnesota Vikings, have been pretty good to me this uh, this uh, particular season so far. They go into Denver, where they are eight-point favorites. I am going to go ahead and take the Chiefs, giving yes, up eight points. My first pick for the week is the Battle of Ohio. It's them there, uh, surprisingly hot Cleveland Browns. Getting three points uh, against the Cincinnati Kitty Cats. I'm actually surprised it's only three points, even though Cleveland's on the road. And I really thought about it. I probably should have doubled up on this. I probably should have gone for a two-pointer with this. But we're going to play it straight. We're going to play a one-pointer. I'm taking the Brownies, minus three. John? 
Well, my next pick, I'm actually going to go, let's, let's go with this one here. This, I am going for two points here on this one. What in the hell are you doing? Don't ask. There we go. Fortunately, I have another screen I can look at, too, here. But uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers are traveling into Houston, uh, Texas, where they are playing the Texans. Originally, I think the Packers, I forgot exactly what the original line was on that. I don't, I don't think it was that much. I think it was less than five. I think it was four, four and a half. Okay. But I have a feeling that, to first off, old... Uh, Old Aaron Rodgers is uh, smarting a little bit there uh, from uh, getting smacked around last week by uh, uh, by Tampa Bay by the Brady Bunch. Right. Which a game and, you won, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And so I decided, well, they're going to come out with a vengeance. And it was the only team, the, the Texans were the only team that. Uh, the Vikings were ever able to beat. So even though now they've uh, come up with another w- victory uh, under their new coach, I think that the Packers are getting ready to open up the can. So I'm picking them, giving up 13 and a half points, which will give me two points. That's personally. It's, it's a two-point conversion. All right. Ahead, Before we move on, I just, I just want to – I'm very shocked – that last week you decided not to choose my dolphins, which, and when you think about it, boy oh boy, what a week to go for a three-pointer! Dolphins destroyed the Jets, twenty-four nothing. By the way, I wore my dolphins cap to work on Monday with all the Jet fans. <laughs> oh, it was a fun day! Oh, it was a fun day. The Jet fans know their team sucks, so, but. I, I was very surprised that you didn't take the fins that day, at least for, you know, even just as a straight pick. But now, here's a game that I, like, in my regular picks, I pick every game. For the show, I did not have to put this one up there. But for some reason, I felt compelled. Uh, Dallas at Washington. The entire division stinks to high heaven. Daniel Jones of the Giants the other night. Did you see this? He had he he, he uh, there was a busted play. They were back started at the Giants like ten. He gets a wide open hole. He's running for daylight. There's nobody within ten yards of him. He tripped over the yard line marker. Fell down. He made it to the uh, to the Philly ten yard line. He was wide open. Would have been should have been six points easy. Without even breaking a sweat, and nobody wants to win that division this year. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I'm taking Washington. On honest to God, I may have this wrong. It doesn't matter. I think Dallas was actually uh, the favorite by a point. I've got Washington here, but it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm taking Washington. Whether I get a point, lose a point, it, it's irrelevant. Actually, I don't think I don't think either team will score. To be quite honest, I think it'll be a scoreless tie. Uh, but I'm taking I'm taking the Washington football team for reasons that even I can't truly explain. When I had so many other games I could have chosen from. <sighs> John, I think you're being I think you're trying to be nice, and it's going to come and bite, come back and most, li- most likely. 
<laughs> we're gonna come back and we're gonna when I win this thing by one by one point, <laughs> we're gonna come back and look into that game. No, no, no! I wouldn't have put. Oh no! I wouldn't go for two on this game. Are you kidding me? No. no but I'm saying that you kind of picked that game with a oh what the hell type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I anyway, go ahead. Let's 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 go on to the one that I think probably surprised Ed out of his seat. Yeah. Where, whereas the Buffalo Bills are traveling to. New Jersey. MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium to play those hapless New York Jets. Hapless is being nice to them. I, at this point in time, I think that Buffalo, Buffalo, they, they look pretty, you know, they're a pretty good team. I don't think, I don't think they're all that in a bag of chips just yet. I got news so, for I got news for you, pal. I think Buffalo's better than the Dolphins right now, and the Dolphins rant bulldozed the Jets last week. But I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead, finish with your pick. Well, I just have a feeling that it's it's time. You know, look, even Kansas City lost a game. So, uh, oh, by the way, it was to Buff or the uh, Kansas City beat Buffalo too. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah, Buffalo so. Buffalo's four and two. By the way, it's not like they're. They're four and two. They're they have a winning record, but I just don't think they're you know, I just don't think they're all that. So, anyways, they're ten point favorite going into the into uh, MetLife Stadium. I'm going to take those ten points and take the Jets. I think probably Buffalo will still win. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than that, that ten point margin. And on a personal aside, again for my personal picks, I went the complete opposite way. Buffalo, I'll give up 10 points. I'll give up 15 points on that game. That's, uh... Buffalo's coming off, believe you me. They're they're coming in with a vengeance. And the Jets stink. Adam Gase, who at one time I really liked as a coach with the Dolphins, but it's coming to light now. He's, uh, he's no head coach. And, uh... My final pick for the week, and I just, for some reason, I can't get away from these guys. I love them to pieces. The Las Vegas Raiders host John's Brady Bunch this week. Tom and the boys and the uh, Bucks travel to Las Vegas, the city of lights, fun city, sin city, whatever city you want it to be, neon city. Vegas is getting four and a half points on this game. And I got to tell you, I like that. I just, I think Brady and the gang can still win. Brady himself can win. But, I don't know. There's just something about the Raiders that just in me, I like picking them. I like picking them. They do very well against the spread. Not always, but in general. So, there you have it, kids and kittens. Let's recap. Uh, John John Shannon is taking his uh, beloved Kansas City chefs, giving up eight points in mile high against those Broncos. John goes for two, taking Green Bay, giving up 13.5 points in Houston against the Texans. And finally, in a in a move I can't understand. And uh, I don't root against you, pal. I root for myself. But I'm rooting against you on this one. He's taken those, those hapless and winless and soon-to-be homeless New York Jets and soon-to-be coachless, I promise you that. He's given 10 points against the visiting Buffalo Bills, and I I, I will be shocked 
I will be shocked if if the Jets can put up more than ten points on the board. If they can match that point output, then maybe they got a shot at winning two games this year. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, I'm taking my my brownies again, just like the Raiders. I'm 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 got a, I'm developing a thing with the Cleveland Browns. They're giving up three points in Cincinnati against the Bengals. In the nobody wants the win division, Dallas visits Washington. I'm taking Washington plus minus one point. It doesn't matter. I don't think either team is going to win. I think I think the entire division will be disbanded before the end of the year. And uh, finally, my Raiders host them. Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Las Vegas. I'm getting four and a half points against uh, Tom Brady, Gronk, and the rest of the gang. That concludes John and Ed versus the spread for this week. If you're uh, if you're using our picks. In order to pay the rent, bills, or any other, use it for any other reason. John, what do we say? Well, if you're using our picks to help you pay the rent, uh, you better go buy yourself a tent. That's all I got to say, because you're going to be out on your ass. (laughs) All right. That concludes John and Ed versus the spread for this week. As soon as I can get to it, I'm going to... Shut off the music and get us out of this. And uh, I need another screen. That's what I need. And there we go. And that, that that's that's just uh, that's that. I just I'm not kidding you. Uh, I'm not kidding you, John. I think that Jets pick is. Uh, I, I I I just don't. I mean, I'm glad you took it. I think that's a guaranteed loss for you. As far as that goes, but in all seriousness, uh, I sometimes you just gotta trust the guy. I agree. I I don't disagree. Again, I I put Dallas Washington up there. That game is gonna be stupid. It's stupid. First off, it's gonna be as boring as whale crap. To watch. No, that's that's an insult to whale crap. No, that's this this is true. But I was gonna I, I was gonna look at that uh, uh, Raiders. Uh, Buccaneers game, because I, 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 I know you're kind of fascinated with the Raiders. It's a shiny new penny. Here. No, I always have been. I've always, for some reason, I, I I like picking the Raiders. I don't know why. I just uh, even when they were playing in the dirt in Oakland, uh, Jesus, they were the last. I used to think that was fascinating. By the way, Say when again? they're in there playing, I used to think that was fascinating when they were in there playing. Uh, in the Coliseum there, and there was still the, the skin of the uh, infield. They were the last uh, team. The last team that shared a stadium. Yep, absolutely. The second to last team was the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Well, the and you also got to remember the, the Twins and Vikings were in, were in that mix for a while, too, sharing the... Oh, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of teams. By the way, just to... Uh, I just checked the uh, the book, if you will. And uh, and we'll make the correction on the graphic on the website. Uh, it is Washington plus one. It's what I'm getting. Okay. Uh, I'm getting a point on that, so I'll, I'll okay. make the correction. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. One point, one way or the other. But uh, well, like I say, if you lose that point, you wind up losing this game by one point. You're going to be saying, I tell you, you're going to be saying, "Damn it! I wish I'd have paid more attention to that." Well, game. no. I'm getting a point. I should be actually getting a point. But that screen, I when I was doing it last night, it was late. I was tired, and I put it as minus one instead of plus one. 
So my 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 point on that point. Oh, I'll I should have put a different game. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I agree. I went a little blase with this one, and it might come back to bite you in the ass. I. You know what? I don't disagree with you, buddy. I don't disagree with you. Uh, by the way, going into this week, not counting the Giants game, my picks for the year, I'm currently 53 and 38. With a, uh, I have here for, I'm, I'm going to run them down real quick. Weeks one through six. I went nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and six, nine and five, eight and six. So I'm very mediocre this year. Very, very mediocre. You're still batting. You're still batting over five hundred. That is you know? true. That is true. I am. Uh, I am currently. What am I? Uh, Fifteen games over five hundred going into this week. Very good. Very yeah. good. Yeah, By so. the way, we want to. We want to thank everybody who is watching and listening to us here. Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. We promise we not to do it again. People. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428 is the number if you wish to join in on the conversation. Even, hell, you could even bring up a topic. Yeah. You know, you could you call in and ask why I haven't shaved in, in a couple of days. I don't give a damn. And if you're just tuning in, well, you just missed the big the big production number. John, I didn't know John could tap dance like that. It was absolutely amazing. He tap danced and plays the ukulele at the same time. So, you know, hopefully you'll see it on the replay. But, see, that's why you got to tune in right from the start of the show, right? It's straight up 10 a.m. Eastern. You never exactly. know what you're going to miss. Just go with I it. I just Joe. learned how to tap dance, by the way. But yeah. Just learned. Yeah, was it yesterday? I can actually, now that I can actually exert myself and breathe a little bit, it's a... It was... You never know what I'm going to try next. It was programmed into the pacemaker. <laughs> Ooh, that's what it is. Okay. John, John got the Broadway model. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, listen. Um, yeah. As you mentioned a couple of times during the uh, uh, first hour here, I had a guest on, on yes. Wednesday. I, oh boy, by the way, I love that flexibility. I decided... Uh, I decided on Tuesday that, you know what, I don't want to do the show on, on Thursday here because I want to sit down and watch this uh, debate myself. So I moved it to Wednesday. And in doing so, I invited an old friend to uh, come on the show. The gentleman's name is Kenny Pick. Uh, and he has been doing the same kind of shtick, only a lot better uh, than, than we do because he's had more time to practice. Well, hey, he's been at this doing this type of stuff for over 10 years. I think he said 12. Yeah, well, that's over 10 years. You're right. I'm fair. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing like this and saying, yeah, yeah, you're right. You said you said Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm muttering under my breath. There's no question about it. There's not because he hoisted me on my own petard and I had it coming. I had it coming, but I, 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 but anyway, yeah, he, he was very interesting. I enjoyed listening to him. Uh, I, I honestly, I honestly, I, it's no joke. I had just gotten, you were still talking to him when I got home and I seriously considered firing up the old, uh, radio TFI 3000 here and jumping on the air with you. But I thought, no, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be right. But well, he was very, uh, very interesting to, to to listen to. He was. He, 
he has kind of he, he has the same thing. He's been practicing social distancing too with his crew. He's got right. people. Kurt, his wife is part of the show. He's got friends that are out in Massachusetts, I believe. And he mentioned a couple of other places, unfortunately, from coming from the same camp that can't remember what he had for breakfast this right. morning. I don't remember, but there are other places uh, throughout the country. He has, uh, the name of the show is called uh, uh, Turn Up the Night. And he, he um, operates on a platform now. He actually has his own uh, website with this in his suit, and it is uh, called Radio for Humans, I believe is what it's called. Let me get to it. Come here. Yeah, Radio for Humans. And it is radioforhumans.com. Uh, he has uh, he does basically the same thing that we've tried to do, and that's uh, he has several different live podcasters. Uh, they do their own show on this. So he's filling up uh, he's filling up a lot of time on this particular show. And he talks uh, they talk politics. They they have they do do uh, a little bit of uh, uh, he, he's very talented. So he also uh, plays his own music. Uh, I'll tell you what interested me the most. I mean, after the conversation, it's very good conversation by the way. Uh, was he was talking about the Sunday night show they do the pop culture one, and mm-hmm. uh, boy oh boy that's that's right in my wheelhouse that's uh, so I'll be I couldn't tune it say again I, I, him and I are both kind of products of the uh, uh, we both love the seventies so I'm actually looking forward to uh, to listening to, to that particular uh, show uh, because I. You're right. As far as when it comes to pop culture, now I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of what passes for pop pop culture uh, throughout uh, throughout the last twenty years or so. But well, you can start getting me into some of that stuff from you know the the seventies, the eighties, and what have you. Uh, there was some fun stuff. There was some stuff that's just great to reminisce about and. Uh, so yeah, I'm look I'm looking forward to that, giving that a listen. And um but I want to thank I want to thank Kenny Pick again for joining me uh on the show. And uh we we're gonna have to do that again here uh one of these days when it comes. And actually the, the the topic or what actually made me want to have him on is I wanted to talk about the fact that he uh, he put up something on Facebook saying he just got out of Facebook jail. Now, to be honest with you, I didn't know that there was such a thing as Facebook uh, jail. You know, Facebook, to me, seemed like it kind of uh, lets people kind of fly by the seat of their pants. Uh, I know Twitter is, it has buttoned down. You can you can barely burp or fart on Twitter anymore <laughs> without getting put, uh, uh, put in Facebook jail. But yet, hey, all the porno in the world you can find on uh on uh, Twitter, just you know, just have to look hard enough. I wouldn't know personally, but that's just telling you. No, of course so, not. I'm sorry. I was just on the Radio for Humans website. I was taking a glance at it. Uh huh. I'm I'm try- I was actually I was trying to look to see if their Sunday night show is live or if it's pre-recorded. And I I couldn't really. Did he? I'm sure he said, but. Uh, Go ahead. You keep talking. I think- 
I think they start all of these live, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and then they all go to different uh, uh, different pod or different podcasting. Uh, I th- if I'm not mistaken, they they all they go on to uh, uh, SoundCloud as well. So right. I mean, there's, but there are uh, different avenues to which uh, to which they also podcast. To, but I think I think it starts live. I'll uh, I'll ask uh, I'll slip Kenny a message here and ask him a, about that um, here maybe a little bit later on today. I'll let you know. Okay, okay. So because I'm I'm really interested in that pop culture show, and I can't find it. But I'll, I'll look after we're done here. Let me worry about this show, and then we'll worry about somebody else's show. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> See, I, and I should have I should have made the uh, I should have made the sales pitch as far as getting him to bring bring those shows here uh, live on Radio PFI as well. I, I there's no reason that we still can't. But look, he's got a thing going. Maybe we go we simulcast on his. Uh, Boy, wouldn't that be something? That would be fantastic. It would be a wonderful thing. But but that's for uh, that's background. That's that's backroom cigar smoke kind of negotiations that we got to. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll hash that out. So, where? Oh my God! We're on. We're it's eleven thirty-three already. How? How does that happen every week? I don't know. We 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 never realize that we're actually go. You know, that we're uh, talking to each other. And next thing you know, damn, John, it's almost like clockwork. Really, really, that it happens every week, right at this time, like clockwork. Mm-hmm. So, as Man. much as we're kind of goofing around, I want to get into something a little serious here. Now, this is uh, this is something that was uh, reported on N- NPR.org, uh, and I, I noticed it yesterday. But apparently, uh, back in late May, employees at a bank in Annapolis, I think I pronounced that correct, Annapolis, uh, North Carolina, called the local police to report an abandoned white Ford van in the bank's parking lot. When officers arrived, they looked in the van's windows and saw an array of items, an AR-15 rifle, the box for a handgun, a canister of explosive material, and a box of ammunition, according to a court document. Police say that they towed towed and searched the van, finding more than $500,000 in cash, drawings of swastikas and planes uh, crashing into buildings, books on survival and bomb-making, and half a dozen firearms. Later that day, Alexander Hittel Treisman, I guess this is, 19, reportedly walked into a bank and asked uh, after the towed van and was properly asked, I don't know what, it doesn't look right, but okay. Anyways, he was pro- he was promptly arrested. Officers booked him for carrying a, a concealed weapon and turned him over to federal authorities pending further investigation, according to the police chief in Kannapolis, Harry Spry. So making a long story uh, even longer here, he is. Uh, he's been indicted by a federal grand jury on child pornography charges. Jesus Christ! What is it with these people? 
Federal agents have presented evidence indicating Treisman had a fascination with mass shootings and terrorist attacks and had plotted to assassinate Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. So we're getting kind of serious. I mean, we are... Uh, you think that this is all just a big hoax. This is... Uh, I, I don't remember, you know, I don't remember anybody saying anything at all about uh, Antifa plotting to murder uh, Donald Trump. Have, have you heard anything? Uh, you know, maybe maybe they talk about it in their, uh, maybe they talk about it in their little back rooms or whatever they do. Well, it was my turn to bring the donuts to the Antifa meeting this week. And uh, no, I don't recall any any discussion about that. Um, you know, I, I, I think we're first off, I want to make it, I want to make it clear that I don't think that the average, the average run of the mill person who would tend to to vote for Donald Trump is anything like that. I don't pretend, I don't pretend that I think that I think maybe they might be a little misguided, maybe misinformed. But I don't think that you're talking about your run-of-the-mill Trump supporter here. What I do think, however, is is that Donald Trump does not do nearly enough to discourage this type of activity. Nearly enough, he does nothing. He does nothing. Yeah. Uh, Whereas, look, Biden, I've heard, you know, Biden is about as as centrist as you're going to get on the on the Democratic Party, and that in that kind of, I, I I think it's funny because, you know, everybody's talking about. Biden and his uh, and, and his radically and his radical left running mate uh, Kamala Harris. First off, next to Biden, Harris was probably if you looked at the up and down the uh, stage at any of these debates, Harris was just a just a slight bit more to the left than Biden. I, I don't think that she's radical by any stretch of the imagination. Now she has a take no prisoners mentality. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if that uh, if that is radical, well, then I, I guess guilty is charged. But uh, uh, she her her politics are she's she's not out there uh, beating the drums of defund the police and uh, and. Uh, all these other radical things, all these other radical things that the far left are uh, are are touting out there. And oh, you know, I I found I found something kind of funny. It's kind of just uh, swaying off just a little bit here. We have been having uh, emergency bat. This isn't quite an emergency bat turn. Not quite. Well, we hadn't played it, so. 
Well, I understand. You missed it. I, yeah, I, I did. I, I totally get that. What can I say? But we've been having ads running here about how Biden, Biden's coming for your guns. Obama was coming for your guns and Biden's going to finish the job. Right. And one of the things he mentioned in that whole in that whole spiel or that it wasn't Trump talking. It was somebody else with one of these. I'm going to scare the death out of you type voices in a world where (laughs) they mentioned gun buybacks. Okay. And I don't know if you've heard this, and this was a this was a Trump, uh, and this was a campaign funded uh, commercial. It was a radio ad. I haven't seen it on TV, but one of the like I said, they mentioned gun buybacks. Now, who do you think necessarily you've seen gun buyback programs sure. before? Have you? Sure. Who are the ones that normally participate in gun buyback programs? You mean who's buying them back? No, who is the who are the people that are selling the guns? Usually, a lot of inner city people and urban, and uh, you know, they're getting a lot. Well, everybody, I guess. I don't know. What's your point, John? I'm, I don't know where you want to go with this. Okay, you were you were exactly you were you said what I was where I was going to go uh, with that. Am I boring you? That's beside that you've been boring, been boring me for almost four years now. I thought I thought we were long past that. Oh, okay. I'm exhausted, man. I'm working now. What the hell do you think I'm doing? I haven't had a day off in six weeks. Yeah, but you weren't the best rested man in America. I got a title to uphold. Too bad, Poopy. Now you wanted to go back to work. So I didn't you. want to, but you know. Well, the landlord, the landlord wants his rent. The supermarket wants to get paid for their food. Ah, come on! What kind of crap system is this? What are we? What are we living in a capitalist society? Socialism. We need socialism. Uncle Ed doesn't want to go back to work. You were absolutely right. That's the people who usually sell their guns in these uh, buyback programs are people who obtain these guns somehow illegally anyways look people they these they, they don't ask any questions they don't ask how they got the gun no and whatnot they just say thank you we got this gun off the street now does that mean that somewhere down the road they're not going to obtain another one probably not because we're so we got so many damn guns and on our streets right now let me make something let me make something perfectly clear by the way i have absolutely no problem with the person who owns a gun who is not out out for uh out using that gun for nefarious reasons they're using it to protect their home their family they're using a gun to go out and blow the hell out of bambi you know whatever the fascination with that is or, or the ones that uh, I, I love the ones who, who uh, go out and shoot ducks and shoot uh, pheasants even you know are you familiar with the pheasant you know how small that bird is yes yes I mean, you blow that son of a bitch away what's there left to eat well do you're you not just do- all right, John I, I, I know less about hunting than you do but even I know you're not blowing the bird away 
Okay, you're using pellets at more than... Um, it's not a bullet, per se. No, I know, I know. I'm being... But hell, you could kill a pheasant with a damn BB gun. Sure, if you can get a BB gun to fire that far. I got news well, for you. Uh, in that situation, gunpowder is a, a lot more potent than compressed air. Oh, this is true. Thank you. Can I go back to yawning now? Yes, go go back. Go Wait a minute. Just, do me a favor. Just go back to the part where I was right for the second time today. Two. No, 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 no. <laughs> Two times. Come on. Well, hey, the sun must be shining there in New York more than I, I thought. Because I it reached your end a couple of times now. <laughs> I got a third degree burn, baby. It is. Who oh, is hot? It's hot on my tail. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the people that are that are buying these guns back don't care where they got the these. They're not targeting legal gun owners. They are targeting they are trying to get these guns off the street and like i was saying i don't have a problem with gun with legal gun ownership Wait, actually, I'm asking, go ahead I, I think the phrase you're looking for is responsible gun owners yes exactly because a lot of people three times oh my god my god what am I going to do with you? Three times I was right, man. It's it's getting hot back there. What I the problem that I have are with people who just own a gun just because I can. My Second Amendment says I can hold a gun. It's actually I not, don't know the first. Huh? It's not what the Second Amendment says at all. Well, okay, but that's how it's interpreted. I, I agree. I agree. So you get one. We're going to shine a little on your butt, too. Oh, damn. I need a lot more. So I need a lot more than just a little sunshine. You need a supernova, life. baby. Yeah, you got it. Uh, it's... Uh, God, I hate that when you do that. Baby? The uh... <laughs> Come on, sugar. Keep going. But it's the people who who own guns just because they think there's they think it's their right, they think it's their right to do. And it, it, hey, okay, the law, the Second Amendment provides for people to own firearms. It provides for that. I get that. Nobody wants to violate your your rights. All we're trying, to, all I'm trying to get across is, is we want you to be. A little responsible. We want you to treat. You wouldn't leave. You wouldn't leave the keys to your car in the switch. Leave the car running for somebody stealing it. Why do you keep? Why do you make it so damn easy for somebody to steal your gun? Take your gun. You know, people that leave. People that leave their guns. Even if they have a gun safe. Even if they have a lockbox for their gun. You know, my old my old buddy Rod. Now maybe he was just showing off, but you know he had his gun. He, he took a picture one day of his guns out on the open, up on the up on the damn fireplace mantle, and loaded thing like. That. Were they loaded? I don't. I don't know. Just I don't asking. know. Hey, 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 listen. If it's 
if if you steal the gun, getting the ammunition is easy enough. That's a, I, I thought of that as soon as I said it, but I thought I'd push on. Yeah. Look, all all I'm asking is is for people to be responsible. There is nobody. There is nobody in the the Biden soon to be Biden administration that will have any interest in taking guns away from responsible legal gun owners. I don't even know to tell you the truth. I haven't heard guns mentioned much at all in the, in, as far as a campaign issue this because we've been talking so much about COVID and right. talking about the economy. I haven't really heard guns really make it to the conversation all that much this time around. Have you? I can't say that I have, no. No. Um, so it's just it's just fear mongering. It, it, it's just fear mongering. It's like this whole thing with uh, with the now everybody's bringing up you know they want to bring up this thing with Biden the Biden family you know the, one of his sons but the Biden the Biden crime organization. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Look, before... All right, let, let's touch on this ever so briefly. Now, Trump did what, what he does. He made a big stink over with no facts, no backup, no evidence. They're the biggest crime family, blah, blah, blah. They've The biggest crime, blah, blah. And, and what is the... It's just like when he, he brought up Obamagate, whatever the hell that is. When asked directly, the day he mentioned it, he was asked by a Washington Post reporter, I believe it was Washington Post, maybe New York Times, Phil Rucker. What what exactly is Obamagate? You know. You know what it is. No, we don't. What is it? You know, he's just making stuff up out of thin air. By the way, uh, this supposed crime committed by Joe Biden based on stuff off the, the Looney Tunes laptop from Rudy, let me lie down and tuck my shirt in. Giuliani. Uh, one of Trump's own intelligence people, I can't remember the name of the guy, it's all over the news today, has said, no, Joe Biden had nothing to do with anything that's anything. And, uh, and the whole laptop story, look, that was printed by the New York Post, and they couldn't find a reporter to, to put their name on it because it's so full of full of BS I mean Hunter, Hunter Malarkey Malarkey very good thank you yeah, that sun's getting brighter on your ass too uh, <laughs> but I mean just to recap Hunter Biden woke up one day needed his laptop repaired so he flew from Southern California to New York City and brought it to a, a, a guy who would fix his laptop for 80 bucks who by the way was legally blind and then Hunter flew back to California and after he didn't pick it up for however many days the um, the legally blind computer repair guy and you can figure that one out on your own went through the computer found all these incriminating emails made copies of the hard drive and called the FBI and apparently, and there's pictures of child porn and blah, 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 all sorts of things on it. And Rudy, or, or, or the guy called Rudy, uh, anyway, Rudy sat on it for months and months and months. 
If you had something this explosive, why wouldn't you just turn it right over? By the way, you've got to get past the fact that Hunter Biden flew cross-country to get a laptop repaired. you got to get past that first. Well, it, especially if we're saying that it, con it, it contained child porn. Right. Okay. Right off the top, if you are a responsible responsible adult wouldn't you have turned that in immediately as soon as you saw something like that, that? that forget re forget reading what's on these emails or whatever you see something resembling child porn that thing that computer go why, why the hell are you sitting on the phone? john most people don't want to drive a mile to get something repaired You're right. who's flying cross country mm-hmm I mean, look, this is that clearly the gang that couldn't shoot straight. And unfortunately, they still, they've never had to answer for all this nonsense that they come up with. And, you know, hopefully in, what is it, 10 days now? Well, uh, I'm hoping there's enough votes counted a week from Tuesday that Trump gets exactly what he wants, which is the result on election night. By the way, once again, proving how little he knows on how the, all this works. It's We always get the results on election nights. No, no, you get networks and newspapers calling the election and people conceding. And by the way, I will bet you every penny you got in your pocket and every penny in every pocket in your household that Donald Trump never, ever, ever concedes. This no. No, he'll he'll be he'll be saying when when they escort him out the door in January. It was rigged. It was rigged. rigged. Yeah. Oh, remember, it was yeah. rigged. Remember, it was rigged twenty one. So, yeah, no kidding. Look, here's one of the things that he doesn't understand with this, even more so than when he was chasing Hillary with all the with all of her emails. Emails. And all of that yeah, but there's a familiar familiar theme coming back to... Well, he's playing the hits. He's playing the yeah. hits. That's what the crowd... Hey, look, you go to a Billy Joel concert, you want you want to hear Piano Man. Oh, absolutely. You don't want to hear what he's been working on in, in the studio out in Long Island. I want to hear Piano Man. I want to hear New York State of Mind. Gosh darn it. Uptown Girl. Yeah, Uptown Girl I could live without. But. Real quick, thanks for joining us there, uh, Shannon. And uh, you missed the I big musical to... number again. Just yeah. missed it. Got it exactly. John had the flaming. Yeah. John had the flaming hoops and the tap dancing. It was something to see. Here is the thing that's much different in 2020. First off, you got to remember it's 2020. <laughs> this is the year that if anything could go wrong, it has. Oh, Mur this is Mur Murphy's living his best year this year. Oh, no kidding. The, the voters, for for the most part, even, sadly enough, even if it were true, even if everything that Trump and his uh, minions are out there trying to push out were true, the American people are concerned about coronavirus. They're worried about the economy. They are worried about things that have they're worried about their own pocketbooks right now and they're making they're worried about whether or not grandma and grandpa are going to survive uh through 2021 
or till 2021. Yeah, that's that's true. They they don't care. People don't care. All they know is 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 that Trump is doing a horrible job in his response to COVID. Now, can Biden do a better job? It's it's a, it's a tough road. I think that he has ideas. How, First wait, off, he, hold on. How could he not do do better? Well, this is this is true. But I mean, honestly, by to, default, if you just let the scientists do their thing, you're already steps ahead. And not second guess. Not second guess every thing that scientists are saying along the way. You know. Would would doc would Doctor Fauci would he uh, would he advise Trump on a real estate deal? No, no. By the way, Doctor Fauci, yeah. one of the, one of the things that Trump likes to hang on to is that in the beginning, Fauci said some things. But here's the main difference: Fauci can admit when he was wrong. Okay, and this is what science and medicine does. They try something, they see something, oh, it's not working. Now we try something else. Okay, now we found the path that works. Trump cannot admit that. He will never be able to admit he was wrong. Fauci made a mistake. He was wrong early on. And then he corrected it, as did all the other scientists. But Trump holds on to that one little statement, you know, because that's going to, that's, oh, that. So, in other words, Trump is saying because somebody said something one time, it's it's okay continuing on. Trump refuses to admit that he was wrong about how he handled this. And uh, other people, look, he's got supporters that just believe he's doing everything absolutely right. And there's no convincing them otherwise, uh, which is why we got to say a big, 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 hearty and healthy Radio TFI, see ya! To Donald Trump. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We should put that on a t-shirt. Well, I'm, I'm still, I'm just waiting for, for what I'm going to see on my baseball cap. You're, you're going to get a cap. You're going to, well, then again, they still got a couple of games to go, but it, it's looking like you're getting a cap. For those of you just joining us. But those of you just joining us, John and I put on a little wager. Uh, we want to get some some sh- baseball caps for the show, and it was a question of who was going to pay for them. And and I said we we basically bet on whether or not Major League Baseball was going to crown a champion this year. And I was I was positive that they, well, that too many people would be positive. And uh, I, uh, John, is there a problem with you? John's holding his hand up to his ear as if he expects me to say something. And by the way. Uh, well, what do you know? What do you know about that, John? I would like to answer that next week. <laughs> By then, we'll have a World Series champion crown. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TL5. We'll talk to you next week. I'll talk to you on Monday. Until then. See ya!
listening. Oh, I heard every word you said, honey. Yes. Yes, dear. Oh, I agree. You're right. Yeah, you're always right, baby.